This is Soul to Soul, the show with Nessie. Sub Soul Fam is Nessie here, back with another episode of Soul to Soul, the show, where I talk about my life here in Korea from the perspective of a black British woman. Oh my goodness, my lovelies, it is freezing cold, but luckily I am indoors, I am keeping warm, and I'm keeping sane, because if I was outside, I would be insane in the membrane. Um, But yeah, winter, the, the, the main crux of winter is well and truly here, the January madness. Probably got about a week or so of it left before it starts getting a bit calmer, and we're not seeing like minus seven and minus eight outside, but that's January averages about minus seven, minus eight. But luckily I've got a nice apartment where the temperatures, like I've got an indoor heating system that is going to keep me nice and toasty and roasty. After this podcast recording, I'm going to snuggle in bed and just take it easy. I should be doing some work as well, but my brain, I'm really tired. I've woke up really early this morning. I mean, it's a podcast about my life, isn't it? That is my life. I woke up super early this morning for a meeting. And I have just literally just been staring at this computer cross-eyed saying, I need to do a recording. I need to do a recording. I need to do a recording. And my brain was like, you're really tired. You're really tired. You're really tired. So I'm just forcing myself to do this while I can. And speaking of which, this is the time of the year where a lot of people are putting a lot of pressure on themselves for whatever reason it may be. It may be trying to continue on with New Year's resolutions or there may be end of year projects happening or maybe a combination of the two. Maybe you're preparing for things that are meant to be happening in the spring or you're planning for the summer, whatever it may be. This is like a stressful period. And statistically speaking, they say like the third week of January is like the most depressing part of the year, statistically speaking. Um, Actually, let me check. Uh, Third week of January. Third week of January. Third week of January blues. The, the The key January blues. Yeah. Uh, Blue Monday, yes, so the third Monday of January, which is actually (laughs) the day that I'm recording. Fantastic. So, yeah, this is the third Monday. This episode goes out on Wednesday, but I'm recording this on the Monday just because I can. And today is Blue Monday. Great. Fantastic. 17th of January 2022. It is also the Mercury Retrograde where everything seems to be going backwards. So a lot of craziness is happening if you're if you're believing and into that, that stuff. So there's a massive amount of stress that is going around. A lot of people a lot of my friends are quite tense at the moment. My family members are quite tense. I can sense it. It's like my brain is telling me I should be stressed. But the, the the physical manifestation of stress has not established itself yet. And luckily, over the past few years, I haven't been able to physically manifest 
stress and worry a lot. Maybe like once a year or so where I really get the the brain munchies just go around and go, ah, why aren't you doing this? Why hasn't this happened? What are you doing? You're a failure, blah, 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 blah. But for the most part, I have calmed down quite a lot in terms of being worried about things that I am doing or am not doing. Let me explain. When I was younger, I used to get stressed a lot. Very easily, I would worry about every little thing. I would worry about what my friends will think of me, or, 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 be, <laughs> or what my friends will think of me what my family members would be thinking or worried about. My mom's exactly the same, but she's more of a worry world, like social expectations than I am. But when I was younger, I get a lot more, a lot more concerned about the thoughts of other people. And then as it led into my twenties, it was the stress of thinking that there are certain things that I cannot do and I can't speak up and defend myself. And I'll get really stressed about that. There was one job that I had. I was working in this company that was based in South Central London. It's it's marked as South London, but actually it's still uh, Central London, Victoria. It's still the north side of the river. And I was in this company for about six months or so. And it was the most stressful work that I've ever had. The direct line manager that I had was such a uh, micromanaging witch, okay, and replaced the W with a B. She was constant, constant, constant down my back. And she would always be accusing me of not being able to do this, not being able to do that, even though I was doing all of this and doing all of that. And it didn't help that I was a black woman in an already POC company, but because I was the only black woman literally within that entire floor, they would make it as if I didn't know anything. And I'm like, I've worked in this company before. I just worked in a different branch in a different location why is it now that I like I understand the business and you're treating me like this and she would be keeping me there like I was meant to finish at 5 30 she she would sometimes keep me there till seven o'clock keeping me there to do stuff that really didn't need to have been done and sometimes she would gaslight me and I'm sitting there thinking to myself am I the one that's really doing it wrong but then when I would call out to HR and be like, guys, please save me. Like, I'm getting tired of this. I'm getting sick of this. They would be like, oh, yeah, yeah, she's she is wrong. But this is just how she is. Like, we've had several complaints about her in the past. We can't really do much about it because I guess she, she was the only person who was doing the work or who, who wanted to do the work. There was no one else in the company or no one else they could hire that can, that can do all the crap that I was doing. And she was watching over. And I think the straw that broke the camel's back was there was a co-worker. I I had three co-workers who were slightly above or on the same level. There was one girl, absolutely lovely. Like She's the only person from that place who I added on uh, Facebook. And I remember she, at the time, was trying to 
get pregnant with her husband and since then she's had a lovely gorgeous little boy that looks exactly like her and her husband absolutely gorgeous there was another girl who was younger than me but I guess she was my direct line manager and she would get really pushy as well because I think she came from a wealthy family she got married to a guy that was looked twice her age and she had three daughters but I guess she didn't care because she moved back to whatever country her family was from and they're living the life of luxury back there whatever there was one uh Arabic woman from Turkey and I remember she brought back her she she went on holiday to Turkey to see her family and she came back and bought these sweets these like mixture like Turkish delights little sugary things and I thought I've had these kind of things before let me just try so I tried one and I had it and within literal seconds my tongue was itching now those of you who have allergies your body depending your body can be very quick or can be very slow I'm very lucky my body knows straight away two things happen I've uh I become or I feel sick so it's like don't eat this anymore you're going to be sick because like my body's trying to get it out of my system because like you can't handle this we can't handle this stop because you're going to make this worse for us or my tongue and my lip starts itching so what happened with me was the latter. My tongue started itching. I was like, oh no, this is bad. This is very, very bad. But also, I started to get that sick feeling as well. So it's the tongue first. I remember my lip feeling very, very swollen. And I, I excused myself and I ran to the bathroom and I started throwing up. I was like, oh no, no, no. But then I didn't stop. And I was retching and I could feel my throat constricting. And at that point, I was also coughing up blood. So I'm stumbling out of the bathroom and I'm going, I call an ambulance. Like, I literally could not breathe. I was struggling to breathe. Like, I could just about breathe from through my nose, but my 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 windpipe was, was swollen and it was getting swollen, swollen, swollen. So they called an ambulance. This woman's looking at me like I'm going inter- incredibly insane. And I'm there on my knees outside the toilet. She can see me through the office. And she's like, really now? And I'm like, yes, really? <laughs> Come on, call an ambulance. One of the other girls called, like, runs up to HR, calls an ambulance. Ambulance sits with me. We sit outside the office. I was sitting there in the ambulance. And they literally like put in an, uh, a direct IV full of Puritan into my veins to come to try and uh, come down as well. It's like, yes, you're okay. You're pa- you were panicking. You're fine. You're fine. It's like, I wasn't panicking. I literally could not breathe, but now you've given me this thing. I am okay now. I just want to be able to breathe. To, and then they're like, do you want to go to the hospital? And it's like, yeah, I just need to relax. I'm exhausted. Like my body was fighting to try and breathe. I couldn't do anything. I just wanted to lie down for a bit. So it's like, okay, just take you to A&E. They got, uh, they dressed me into a gown. They did like all the checkups and stuff to check out. I was okay. Really quick, really big, big bad bosh. And it's like, eh, okay, you're fine. And 
my <laughs> what made me laugh that company was like they messaged me saying will you be okay to come in for the afternoon and at that point i was like are you kidding you saw me struggling to breathe you want me to come back today and i was like no 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 no, no. i'm taking the rest of the day off fam I'm taking the rest of the day off because I need to rest. I went through a, a highly traumatic situation. I actually thought I was going to die. And you want me to be like, shrug it off, come back to work. No, you're going to give me the time to take it easy and rest. And from that moment, I was like, if I don't find a new job, I'm just going to quit. And I like, I'll work to the end of the the allotted contract time but I'm not going to stay any longer I think maybe I stayed one or two weeks extra past the the allotted time because they didn't find anyone but after that they still didn't find anyone I was like (laughs) no I know I know that other girl left as well around the same time that I did because she was also getting abuse um so I but I, I couldn't do it I couldn't handle the stress and at that point I didn't really learn how to stand up for myself because if I was stronger and wiser, I would have not allowed that stress to come into my life and be like, blah, 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 blah. I still, I'm much better than before. I'm not as outspoken as people assume that I am. Like, I'm not a fighter, but I do, like, raise questions and try to... I. I I think the what what I do, I don't necessarily go, no, you're wrong. I'll be like, okay, well, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's sort it. It's done. Okay, what else needs to be done? So like, if I get it done, then by my actions, you kind of know that I'm done with your BS. And I just want this to be sorted. And if people understand that and get get me and get that, then we kind of work on an on a even playing field because I... I'm in my 30s, guys. I don't want unnecessary external stress. I, I think a, a, a classic moment was I had a, I had a job in uh, Clapham. Is it Clapham? I think it's Clapham. Yeah, it must be Clapham. I think Clapham South. Wherever the, the roundabout is where and wherever they have the trams. So I was working in this job. It was actually the job before... Um, me working at that other hellhole. <laughs> but this was an even bigger hellhole. I was only there for about a month or so. And I was commuting to Clapham, which was like an hour and f- 45 minute commute, including tram traveling. So I was leaving stupidly early in the morning and coming home stupidly late at night. And the guy was on a massive uh, power trip and he never liked anything that I did. But then I found out through this one girl who was there for one year, they've had 20 different people working there all within the space of one year. So that said something. In the days that he went in the office, it was great. I was playing like NRG radio and I was playing all sorts of K-pop songs and I was trying to introduce her to K-pop and all that. It was really quite nice. But when he was there, the mood just went down a lot. And I remember one day, like he was on a Zoom call. Well, it wasn't Zoom. It was like Skype call at that point. This is 11 years ago. Yeah, 11 years ago. And he 
was saying that I didn't do this. I don't like he he was trying he he was in a business meeting with someone and he was saying that I didn't do this, I didn't do that, blah 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 blah. But he was talking to my coworker at the time. And <laughs> I don't know what came over me because he was asking me to do all of this work and I had done it, but his attitude was really, really knocking me and really peeing me off. So when she he was saying all that to her, and I was like, give me the phone. Give me this. Like, give me the headphones. And I said, no, I did all of this. You are the issue. You did not give me this information. So how do you expect me to do this? I think his problem was he didn't like women who spoke back to him. That other girl, like white chick, she was really timid, didn't really fight. She was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to do it. Maybe she lived locally. But I'm like, I'm not getting paid enough. And I'm not traveling all this way every single day for you to give me this kind of lip and that kind of stress and these kind of accusations. No, I'm not going to have it. And I remember on like, my final Friday, he was like, oh, by the way, you're fired. And I'm like, that doesn't matter because I'm starting a new job on Monday anyway. But thank you. And he tried to like stand over me like, OK, no, uh, get rid of your stuff faster, blah, 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 blah. And I took my sweet time because I knew he couldn't physically like touch me to get me out of the office. And I looked back at that girl and I said, I have no idea how you've done working with this egotistical idiot for so long. You have done so well. I wish you good luck, whatever you do. I don't know what she's doing. She she probably left ages ago and she, he tried to continue with his scam businesses, but whatever. Well, I'm just like, I can't. <laughs> oh, just thinking about those types of works. Like, how did I survive? I mean, all of those things were within a year. That crazy guy, the other crazy woman, me ending up in hospital, me having a fight with my boss. Like, li- literally almost screaming in anger. Because I was so peed off. And then I remember that like I had a bit of a break. And the job that I had afterwards was also for six months. And they let me go because they said that I didn't meet the expectations of being an account manager for this media agency, even though I wasn't an account manager, I wasn't even an account executive, I was an account assistant. So I was like helping out with the account. So they hired someone who was an account manager to do all the stuff that I was doing, but have a better name for it. And I said, really, is this how he's going to go? So the girl who's watching over me, she was relatively nice to be honest, like she added me on Facebook afterwards, but I just didn't like how the, the company was working, especially how they treated me after that, because before they seemed so nice and so blah, blah, blah. But I, I again, I think it's a racism thing, but they made me do so much work and I had to be meticulous with what I did. I didn't do any mistakes in those six months. And they asked me to do a handover to like, to show exactly what I was doing for, the for the new manager (laughs) actually I think this is a bit of malicious compliance actually thinking about it because what I ended up doing was writing a 
32-page, A4-page handover of all the things that I did. Every single step. That handover took me three days to write. And I wrote every single thing, painstakingly, what day, how to do it, what buttons to click, what to type, all of that. I wrote everything down. And I remember this girl was like, they got you doing all of this and you were only account assisted. I was like, yep. Yep, this is your role now. At least you're getting paid more for it. But yep, that was exactly what I was doing. I was just doing all the tiny little nitty gritty that they could not be bothered to do. And they paid me little for it. Even thinking about it now really annoys me because the amount of stress that I went through to make sure that I was getting perfect and they still wouldn't give me the time of day in terms of like financially and respect wise. None of my London jobs did really. The only work that I've genuinely felt appreciated with is working here in Korea. London, they just, they treated me like crap. It's not like I couldn't do the work or I couldn't work or I was not a good employee because if I wasn't, then I would not be a good employee here either. I'll be even worse. But I did, maybe I just wasn't in the right industries. But (laughs) to put the icing on the cake, that girl left after two weeks because she said it was way too much work even for an account manager. So, after all that, the work that I was doing as a Miega uh, an admin assistant was too much for an account uh, account manager who was two levels above pay grade wise what I was doing. I'm just, <sighs> I threw that Marcati thing because I was just so annoyed. <laughs> but now, now things are much better. Now... Um, if I do get stressed, I'm like, okay, do you know what? Let's take it easy. Let's breathe in. Because for the most part, it's going to be like cultural differences or it's like practices. Um, career is very quick, 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 panic, 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 rush, rush, rush. And I'm not about that life. I'm about pre-planning, preparing. So I'm not going through this panic stages because all that panicking, I did a lot when I was younger and that got me stressed out I don't want to be part of that anymore I don't want that in my life anymore so I kind of plan a bit too meticulously I get this from uh, I get this from my brother watching how he prepares himself but for me I don't want to accept any of that negativity or that stressfulness in my life anymore so when I see it especially here in Korea I'm very much like okay I see you I hope you're okay, but that's not going to be me. I'm not going to be involved in that. I'm not going to participate in any of that malarkey. Not at all. I'm just going to do what I need to do and stay far away from whatever you're doing. (laughs) I think that's for the best, isn't it? I think I literally think that's for the best. And so far, so good. I mean, I'm in my sixth year here. Uh, I've, like I said, as I said earlier in the episode, I've only really been stressed a couple of times, maybe a couple of times a year or once a year living here when before it would be like a constant stream of feeling like I can't do anything. But now I'm a lot more controlled, a lot lot more relaxed. I do a lot more meditation. 
um, the interest, intrinsic thinking, breathing, calming myself down, mental control, all of this stuff. And it does help. It does help a lot. So I would recommend it. If that's something that people want me to talk about in the future, like how I relax myself, how I do meditation, how that's changed my life, especially living in Korea, let me know. I can do that in season three because this is the second to last episode of season two. Uh, Season two's final episode will be a summarization and a catch up and just like a Q&A or whatever. So if there's anything that you guys want me to talk about, there's anything that you want me to clarify, if there's anything that you want me to expand on or whatever, you just want to shout out, do let me know and holler at me in my socials. As always, I am Soul Nessie on Twitter and on Instagram, and I'm Soul to Soul on Facebook and on YouTube, of course. Guys, it's been an amazing journey so far. I can't believe we're almost at the end of season two already. After this episode, I am going to take it easy and relax. But thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Do check out my other episodes if this is your first time. There's pretty much almost 80 episodes to choose from. And as always, I will catch you on the flip side. Bye, Soul Fam. Slaters. And if you liked that episode of Soul to Soul, why not subscribe and follow this podcast on whatever streaming service you were using to listen. I'll see you in the next episode. Slaters.